The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 11th chapter. The Gospel is printed on the back of your bulletin. Jesus said, Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Word of God, word of life. You may be seated. Our preaching text this morning is from Exodus, a variety of chapters and verses, all on the theme of the Sabbath. Afterward, Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said, This is what the Lord Israel's God says. Let my people go so that they can hold a festival for me in the desert. But Pharaoh said, Who is this Lord whom I'm supposed to obey by letting Israel go? I don't know this Lord, and I certainly won't let Israel go. Then they said, The Hebrews' God has appeared to us. Let us go on a three-day journey into the desert so we can offer sacrifices to the Lord our God. Otherwise, the Lord will give us a deadly disease or violence. The king of Egypt said to them, Moses and Aaron, why are you making the people slack off from their work? Do the hard work yourselves. Pharaoh continued, the land's people are now numerous, yet you want them to stop their hard work? On the very same day, Pharaoh commanded the people's slave masters and supervisors, don't supply the people with the straw they need to make bricks like you did before. Let them go out and gather the straw themselves. But make sure that they produce the same number of bricks as they made before. Don't reduce the number. They are weak and lazy, and that's why they cry, let's go and offer sacrifices to our God. Make the men's work so hard that it's all that they can do and they can't focus on these empty lies. Then God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. Remember the Sabbath day and treat it as holy. Six days you may do work and do all your tasks, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. Do not do any work on it, not you, your sons or daughters, your male or female servants, your animals or the immigrant who is living with you. Because the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and everything that is in them in six days, but rested on the seventh day. That is why the Lord blessed the seventh day and made it holy. The Lord said to Moses, tell the Israelites, be sure to keep my Sabbaths, because the Sabbath is a sign between me and you in every generation, so you will know that I am the Lord who makes you holy. Keep the Sabbath because it is holy for you. Everyone who violates the Sabbath will be put to death. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath, that person will be cut off from the people. Do your work for six days, but the seventh day is a Sabbath of complete rest that is holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath day will be put to death. The Israelites should keep the Sabbath. They should observe the Sabbath in every generation as a covenant for all time. It is a sign forever between me and the Israelites that in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day the Lord rested and was refreshed. Word of God, word of life. 
Grace to you and peace from God, our Creator and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. When you think of Sabbath rest, what image does that conjure up for you? Maybe a hammock near the lake with a beautiful breeze blowing through the trees. Or maybe you prefer a sandy beach with palm trees instead of pine trees. Or an exotic vacation far away from real life. Some days I think of those things too. And other days I feel like Tina Fey's character Claire from the movie Date Night. She's talking to her husband and she tells him, there are times when I just think about checking into a hotel and just being quiet in a room by myself, just sitting in a quiet air-conditioned room, sitting down, eating my lunch with no one touching me, drinking a diet Sprite all by myself. With two little kids, I get this deeply in my spirit. That sounds like Sabbath to me. Martin Luther, in his explanation of the third commandment, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy, says that the Sabbath is for paying attention to the word of God and the preaching of it, gladly hearing and learning it. So let's take a cue from Luther, since we can't all escape to hotel rooms with a diet Sprite and turn back to scripture. In the opening two chapters of Genesis, work is one of the basic gifts of creation. The first humans, made in the image of God, worked as God worked for the care and preservation of the created order. But sin in Genesis 3 distorted this created order. Family relationships became dysfunctional as equality turned into hierarchy. Work became mundane and laborious, and pain took over the joy of human labor. The descendants of Abraham struggled as slaves in Egypt, and they knew all too well the corruption of God's gift of work. Forced to make bricks without straw day after day, the Hebrews cried out to God for deliverance from captivity and hard labor. When God liberated the people from Egypt, they received a renewed blueprint for life, six days of work and one day of rest. This design mirrors the activity of God in creation of the world and provides a pattern for the rhythm of human life. The verses from Exodus 31 that we read this morning remind us of the connection to creation. On the seventh day, God rested. God was refreshed. God was re-selfed. God got God's self back on that seventh day. Theologian Walter Brueggemann gives us the idea. He talks about how creation, the literal act of creating the world, depleted God's self. Because God is a real agent who does real stuff, and it takes energy to do stuff. So God needs a strategy and a plan to get God's self back. And this makes sense to us. If we claim to be created in the image of God, think about how our energy is depleted when we do stuff, right? If God even needs a day to rest and be refreshed, why would we think that we're so special that we don't? Practicing Sabbath has always been difficult for God's people. 
but it didn't become a defining characteristic until the exile, when uh, the temple in Jerusalem was destroyed and the Jewish people were taken to lands far away. In exile, it becomes a visible performance of Jewish identity that contrasts the way that Jews organize their time with the empire around them. And as Christians, we piggyback on this tradition and Sabbath becomes a visible demonstration of our baptismal identity, the new life that we are called to as ones who bear the sign of the cross and God's image to the world. Huxley's baptism today is a wonderful reminder of that. We find our truest self in that baptismal identity. Beloved child of God. That's who we are. That's what defines us. Not the work that we do, the profession we hold, or how hard we hustle. So I have a sign that hangs on my bulletin board, and it says, your worth is not measured by your productivity. And I, I'm pretty sure you have a copy of this in your bulletin today. That's for you to take home and hang up somewhere where you can see it every day. Because I thought maybe you might need that reminder too. I need this important reminder because somewhere along the way, I internalized this idea that the more I work, the more worthy I am of love, grace, friendship, my job, etc. Which sounds weird when I actually say it out loud because the more I work, the less time I have for those things like my friends and my family and the people that show me love and care and friendship. And I would never tell anyone else that my love and care for them depended on how hard they worked. But on my worst days, and if I'm honest, on my regular days, I can slip into this kind of thinking very easily. Because the world tells me that that's true. You see, we live in this society of commerce, of capitalism, and a society of commerce wants us to be depleted, wants us to not have a lot of energy because depleted selves make good consumers, good shoppers. Depleted selves are easily administrated, managed. Pharaoh knows and understands this well, and he uses this to his advantage in Exodus 5. He commands that the Israelites should not be given straw any longer, but required not only to make bricks, but to go out and collect the straw to make those bricks for themselves, while still keeping those same daily quotas for bricks. He says, make the men's work so hard that it is all that they can do, and they can't focus on these empty lies. Pharaoh wants to deplete them so that they cannot focus on the words of God, so that they cannot focus on their identity as beloved children of God. The whole system in Egypt is anti-rest because people who have time to rest can gather themselves. They can be reselled, just like God rested and was refreshed. And reselled people, rested and refreshed people, have energy and courage and authority, and they are not so easily managed. In fact, they can put up some resistance. So the purpose of Sabbath is rest and worship. 
to be in a mode of receptivity for gifts to be given, but it requires slowing down and pausing and waiting. Sabbath is a refusal to not live in the way of the empire. Now you might be thinking, we don't have an empire, Pastor Megan. We are not under the rule of a pharaoh or a king. We're not even an occupied country. And I would respectfully disagree. We may not be under the empire of a particular ruler, but think about all those other things that keep us occupied. Many of them that live right here on a brick that we call a cell phone. And I know many of you have them, even if you're not my age or younger, and they are good distractions, right? Or maybe it's a tablet or another electronic device or TV or the restless feeling that if we don't keep our kids and grandkids in a million activities, they won't succeed in life or that we need to work harder or more hours so that we can buy more. Or maybe we just have to work more to be able to afford the basics because everything is so depleted and medical bills and student loans and stagnating wages and childcare costs keep us trapped in a cycle of debt and repayment and depletion. Sabbath is an intentional stoppage. That means I am not going to have my life occupied and defined by the forces of the empire. So whatever it is, the brick of the cell phone, or the larger circumstances of what's going on in our world. We need to consider what gives us ourselves back. And then how might I conduct myself if I were the full self that the Creator made me to be? How might I have a different energy, a different kind of generosity, a different kind of freedom? Because that's ultimately what Sabbath gives us, freedom. Freedom to listen for God. Freedom to receive the gifts from God that God so generously gives without requiring us to earn them. Freedom to live that new life that God has for us through baptism. And then do those things that we promised. To live with one another as God's people. To strive for justice and peace in all the world to proclaim Christ in word and deed. So rest, be refreshed, give yourself permission to stop, to unplug, and receive the gift of remembering who you are and whose you are. God's beloved child, marked with the cross of Christ, loved and forgiven. Thanks be to God. Amen.